0: Amen. Wow. It's beautiful. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for putting us in the presence. This morning I want to talk about identity, your identity in Christ. And so I found a fun passage from Isaiah 43. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba, in exchange for you, because... You are precious in my eyes and loved, honored, and I love you. This is the word of the Lord. Well, Broderick already told you what we're talking about today. Aladdin. You know, I told you last week or a couple weeks ago, You know, my morning routine was to get the baby out of the crib and I would give him his milk and change his diapers and we'd wander into his playroom and we'd put on movies. And um, I think one of the movies I probably enjoyed the most was Aladdin. And it's a folk tale of Middle Eastern origin. It's a tale from One Thousand, One Nights, okay? Okay. And it's the story of a street orphan. He steals food from the street vendors in order to survive. But he has a kind heart. You see, after he grabs some food, some bread, and he escapes the authorities, he's about to eat and he sees a couple of kids who are, well, obviously rummaging through the trash and starving and, well, he gives the food to them. And at that very moment, a pompous prince who's come to court the princess, and he's got all of his horses, and they almost run over these uh, little kids. And so, of course, Aladdin gives him a piece of his mind. And the prince makes a difficult statement for Aladdin. You're a street rat, and you'll always be a street rat. Yeah, let me show you what I'm talking about. <laughs> And now, esteemed Effendi, we feast All right. <laughs> <laughs> On his way to the palace, I suppose. Another suitor for the princess. <laughs> Out of my way, filthy <laughs> brat! Hey, if I were as rich as you, well, I could afford some manners. Oh, I teach you some manners. <laughs> It's not every day you see a horse with two rear ends. (laughs) You are a worthless street rat. You were born a street rat, you'll die a street rat, and only your fleas will (laughs) mourn you. I'm not worthless, and I don't have (sighs) freeze Come on, Abu. Here's Aladdin, having to mull over these words spoken over him. Am I really just a waste of life? And maybe you've had somebody speak demeaning words over you. Somebody define you by well, words that have stuck with you all these days, you'll never be nothing, and somehow because it was your parent that said that to you, every time you try to go forward in life, you remember this this anchor that keeps you, you know, questioning your identity, and of course, Satan's right there to, to provide supporting evidence, yes, you are indeed worthless, and and, and just as you're your Having this tug of war, am I worthless or 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 am I loved and essential? God steps in and he whispers into your ear, you are precious to me, so valuable that my son went to the cross to die for you. you, you are somebody that I have a plan and a future in mind for and, and and what's amazing about God is even when we're struggling, he sees the potential that he planted in us, and he invites us to step into that larger-than-life identity, life with him. In Aladdin, he's drawn to a destiny larger than his current life on the street. He knows that he's meant for more than this, and you have to know something about God. He sees your heart. He knows your hopes, your dreams. He knows what you're struggling against, and He wants to help you overcome whatever stands in the way of you stepping into your identity as His beloved child. I mean, and there's lots of reasons for us to disqualify ourselves as not able or worthy to do so. I mean, in the natural, Abraham was too old and David was too young. Moses stuttered. Rahab was a prostitute. Joseph was abused. Elijah was suicidal. Jeremiah was depressed. Okay, Jonah was belligerent. The Samaritan woman, she had multiple divorces. Peter denied the Lord. Zacchaeus, he didn't measure up. And Lazarus, he was dead, okay? Everybody had a hurdle to get over. And what's amazing about God is he sees something amazing in you. It's kind of like an ore evaluator who takes a piece of rock and can see the gem in it this is how the lord sees you the jewel that you are to him well one day princess jasmine uh, she wants to experience life beyond the palace walls and so <clears throat> she'd like to use her title to serve the people and so she goes out into the marketplace where the common folk live and she gets herself into an awkward situation and so aladdin saves her from that moment and then the two of them spend the rest of the day together and she realizes, wow, I like this guy, but there's a problem. I'm a princess, and the law says I have to marry a prince. However, she'd prefer to marry for love. And of course, Aladdin sees this beautiful woman, and oof, he wishes he could be a prince and, and, and have such a, such a beautiful person part of his life. And, and this brings up the next person that we're going to encounter in our story, Jafar. He's the bad guy in our story, and he's maneuvering to try to take over the kingdom, and and he sends Aladdin into the Cave of Wonders to retrieve the magic lamp, and what Aladdin doesn't know is it's actually a death trap. He's probably not going to get out, but there's a chance that Jafar can get the lamp, and so, well, Aladdin gets the lamp, he rubs it, and guess who comes out? The genie hard to make out. <laughs> Why? Ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck. Uh, it's really fun seeing genies. Got quite a repertoire of, you know, Robin Williams' as genie, so, you know, you can imagine. And one of his lines is, you ain't never had a friend like me, okay? And, and you know, that's what a genie's all about, right? To give you what nobody else can give you. Reminds me of the, the pastor and his associate pastor and the parish associate. They were <clears throat> walking to a meeting, and they went through a vacant lot, and they come across an ancient-looking old lamp. And so for a lark, they think, oh, we'll rub it, and suddenly a genie comes out. And Jeannie says, each one of you will get one wish. Well, the associate pastor says, man, I want to be on a a beautiful island. And poof, he's gone. And the parish associate says, I want to be walking the halls of the Vatican and looking at all the artwork. Poof, gone. Well, the boss, the pastor, he's a little irritated. He says, I want both of those guys back in time for the meeting. Okay. (laughs) And imagine, Aladdin can have whatever he wants. And what does he want? He wants to marry Jasmine. And he needs to be a prince for that to happen. So his first wish is, Genie, make me a prince. Poof! All of a sudden, he's got the wardrobe. He's got servants. He's got, you know, the riches. And he shows up in front of Jasmine, who, you know, even though he's a more qualified candidate, she's not really interested And that kind of a prince, and and really, don't all of us hope that one day a genie will show up and, and give us the life that we always wanted? But here's the deal: you know, we find worldly ways to make that happen, and yet it's not the real deal because you see, what we don't get transformed on the inside. You know, you can have a, the nicest car, an amazing home, travel to cool locations, but you see it's still the old you driving that car and living in that house and going to that place. You know, it, it just is still you and, and you know, you can have all the trappings of a good life and, and not be happy. You know, it reminds me of when the Israelites came out of slavery in Egypt and, you know, <clears throat> Moses goes up to the mountain to meet with the Lord and he's up there 30 days and somewhere around day 29, they get tired of waiting for him and, you know, make us a golden calf. This is the God that led us out of Egypt. And so God is so disappointed in his people that he loved and saved. And so he says, you know what? You guys can go to the to the promised land, but I'm not going with you. Well, I mean, think about this. Your happiness. Okay, a wonderful life, the promised land, and you don't have to be accountable to God. I mean, that sounds like a great choice, right? Except Moses says, we're not taking the deal. If you're not going, we're not moving. You see, Moses knows that God is the source of our dreams. And God is the source of our identity. And sometimes we want the superficials of the promised land. You know, we want to live in a fantasy land with no battles and no difficulties. But again, there's no real victories. There's no real power showing up in our lives. And we don't meet our real prince, Jesus. Well, Jasmine, she wants a partner who who recognizes her heart, who shares her concern for the people, okay? She's not interested in somebody pursuing affluence. And I'd like to suggest in the same manner also, God is not attracted to our counterfeit self. He wants your real heart, flaws and all, because he'd like to take you into your real royal identity, which comes when you're connected to him. See, if God doesn't go with you, you're not going to find your dreams. Okay? Your manufactured identity, it misses what God has for you. And Jesus came to save us from the person we pretend to be, okay? our borrowed significance. No, he wants to imbue within you abundant life with him, eternal life with God. This is what the Lord has in mind for all of us. And again, you know, we're all are hoping for a genie that will give us everything we want. But instead, God would like to take you on a journey so you can find the real you. You were supposed to be before sin got a hold of all of us, okay? And, and, and he wants to go with you so that you don't get lost in the desert. And what he's hoping that you'll find is you'll discover life with him. The greatest gift you could have. Well, back to Aladdin. He shows up in front of the Sultan and he says, Hi, I'm Prince Ali, and I'm here to win your daughter. Which is the wrong statement because she gets offended immediately. How dare you? I'm not a prize to be won. And here he is all dressed up like a prince. But she's not attracted to counterfeit royalty that's flaunting a manufactured identity. No, she wants someone who sees her for who she really is. Not somebody who wants the position that she has, that so she can you know offer something significant to a man. She's the significant gift. And Aladdin, he makes the mistake of trying to impress her with all the externals, okay, rather than being authentic. And you know, I, I think we do the same thing. The Lord's not attracted to to um, <clears throat> what we do. Think about Jeremiah nine twenty three. Let not the wise man boast in his women, wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast this, that he understands and knows me. Or how about Matthew 7, 22? You know, people are arguing, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And he says, I never knew you. You see, what God is after isn't the externals. He's after the inside of who we are. Well, fortunately, Aladdin seeks counsel from Jeannie. And I want to remind you, in James 1.5, it says, if anybody lacks wisdom, ask God who gives generously. If you're trying to figure out your life, go to him and he will provide you, you know, the course you should be on. And Jeannie says, tell her the truth. move. Hey. That's a good move. I can't believe it, I'm losing to a rug. Genie, I need help. All right, Sparky, here's the deal. If you wanna court the little lady, you gotta be a straight shooter, do you got it? What? Tell her the truth! truth! No way! If Jasmine found out I was really some crummy street rat, she'd laugh at me. You wanna appreciate the man who can make her laugh? Now, all joking aside, you really ought to be yourself. that's the last oh. thing I want to be. Okay, I'm going to go see her. I just, I, I gotta be smooth, cool, confident. How do I look? Like a prince. Hmm. So, the truth, or trying to impress somebody? You know when you live to try to impress somebody what usually happens is you step into that awkward word hypocrite where you're play acting and pretending and by the way God knows the real you in Psalm 139 it says he knows your thoughts from afar as you start to think him he's already aware of what you're thinking and who you are what you're aiming at and so being honest with God about your situation is the first step in achieving your dreams. To say, Lord, I'm a mess. Lord, I'm afraid. Lord, what, how can I get over this obstacle? Whatever it might be, you take it to Him. And being honest is the starting point with you becoming whole. And by the way, as Christians, our goal isn't for people to be impressed with us. But to be impressed with our Lord Jesus. Jesus. And when we pretend that we're perfect, well, pretending doesn't do it. You see, we pretend because we don't want people to see our flaws. But you know what? When we're just honest, you know, it reveals something very important. It reveals that we need the grace of God, and that grace is what everybody needs. And so, while we're afraid to say I'm I'm, I'm still in process, guess what? That gives somebody else hope because all of us are still in process. All of us stand in need of his mercy and his grace. Well, Jafar, he's kind of like Satan. Everything he does is to try to destroy your dreams. And he gets Aladdin in a situation where he's about to die. And so the second wish needs to be, you know, put into motion so that, you know, he can still live, but here's the problem, he only has one wish left, and he doesn't have Jasmine as his girl yet. But the dilemma is he promised to use his third wish to free the genie. See, genie is trapped in the lamp, and to whoever the master of the lamp is, he's held in bondage, and the only way he could be free is if somebody uses their last wish to free him, and, and who would give up a personal, whatever you want, free wish in order to bless genie? It's just not going to happen. However, for you and me, I think we can relate, because sometimes following through on our promises to God Well, what happens is selfishness rises up and seduces us to sidestep the promise and choose the self. I'll give you an example, the offering plate. You know, we want to support the church. It's it's our intention, except we didn't anticipate overspending on the credit card. And well, you know, the first thing that gets cut is, you know, the church offering plate i meant to help somebody but you know the inconvenience and the expense interfered with my good intentions and so while we want to be that person well my personal needs get in the way and i end up not living out that christianity that i'm called to and 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 would like to be but i want to remind you what the bible says if you take care of others god will take care of you And here's the powerful moment of the movie where Aladdin sacrificially gives up his third wish. He gives up his ability for the dream so that, you know, the genie could be free. And, and, you know, the correlation with Jesus is it's uh, pretty startling here, okay? You know, basically Aladdin acts like a prince and sacrifices himself out of love. And and this is what Jesus did for you and me. Remember last week, we talked about Philippians 2. He existed in the form of God, but he set aside that privilege so that he could free all of us from the bondage of sin. He was willing to become a man and be put on a cross and killed. The source of life, having to experience death because he knew if he didn't do that, all of us would live apart from God forever. You see, and this is God's upside-down royalty. He doesn't come to be served, but to serve. This is God's way of life and what he calls us to. And really, God has redefined loyalty. You know, the Jews expected their Messiah to come on a chariot and with, you know, nice adornments and be a warrior that gets rid of the Romans, you know, that are oppressing them and, you know, reestablish them as, you know, the rulers of the world. But instead, God sends Jesus, who's born in a stable and is a humble carpenter, and he talks about things like love and grace and forgiveness, and he extends it all to the street rats out there. See, God's ways are different than ours ways, and he shows us what's required to obtain our royal identity. It's only when we're connected to him and living with him in his way that we're become who we were supposed to be. In Aladdin, he's not a prince, but he acts like one. He gives sacrificially out of love for the genie, but also for Jasmine. See, he knows Jasmine's heart would sacrifice herself, and so he wants to you know, align himself with who she is and her moral code, and he loves genie, he cares for her, and so guess what? This is what I'm going to do. And the Sultan he sees this and he says, Well, you know, <clears throat> the image of a prince is not as important as the heart of a prince. Which is, comes a very important statement for you and me. What's our heart all about? You see, Oliver Wendell Holmes said, What lies before us and what lies behind us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. And I think all of us, you know, we have to stop and do an evaluation. You know, are we in the faith? This is 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Test yourselves and see if you're in the faith. Do you not realize that Jesus lives in you? Yes, Jesus lives inside of each one of us, waiting to be activated. And all we have to do is call on Him and He shows up like a genie, but so much more. He's your God who doesn't just give you what you want. Sometimes He knows what's better for you. And he's aiming at deeper things than I want this and I want that. He goes to your heart. He goes to the core of your being where belonging is essential to, to what we desire in life. Well, I mentioned Moses earlier. He's the one who brought freedom to the Egyptians, and Jesus brought freedom to all of us, freedom from sin. And freedom is a theme throughout Aladdin. You see, what happens is when freedom is experienced, we discover a whole new world, it's supernatural life with God. And for Aladdin, he realizes putting on a false self only pushes him further away from his dreams. And Jasmine, this is a very important piece here, she's fighting for real love, not a relationship established by rules. And the faith correlation here is is rich. You see, there's a lot of people that, that, you know, we have a law-based religion. If I do this, then I get that. And almost, if I live this way, then God's my debtor. And and, and actually, no. The invitation from Jesus is to step into a relationship-based friendship with God. This is what he's after. Your heart. Not, you know, right living but a heart that loves him. And I want you to know, when you follow our Prince Jesus, you become his prince and princess. The likeness of our prince is now in us and transforms us into that royal identity as his children. You know, for the genie, he gets freed from a life of servitude. I do love you, but I gotta stop pretending to be something I'm not. I understand genie i wish for your freedom one bona fide prince pedigree coming up I- what genie you're free <laughs> Wow, this is what Jesus gives to us. Freedom from being dominated by sin. Suddenly we're freed from having to choose the self, but now we can choose the way God wants us to do life, with Him and for Him, His Spirit moving through us. Suddenly our choices are now to, to, to release other people from bondage, to free them from what words and what actions you know people have, have committed against them. Suddenly, Jesus comes along and creates, you know, a, a whole new you. And, and just as the genie was, was freed from a life of ser- servitude, remember, when sin hit the world, immediately God says in Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman will crush the serpent's head, which was the statement that you'll be freed from the sin that he brought into this world. And, and you have to know something. Jesus, de- Jesus defeated sin and death on this cross. And and, and God can put our enemy back in the bottle. You know, in the movie, Jafar, he gets a hold of the lamp and he rubs it and says, I want to be the most powerful thing on earth. And so the genie says, okay, boom, you're now a genie. Puts him in the bottle, tosses the bottle, where he'll now be for about 10,000 years, out of the picture. And you and I, we get to do the same thing because of what Jesus has extended to us. We have the power to free people. When you and I partner with God, the Spirit moves through us. We have the ability to restore them to their original identity. Okay? We get to help people become part of the family of God once again. And, and friends, God is making a whole new world. And He has a role for you in His plan to do this. Okay? He's calling you to try to stop impressing others or Him with, with our imitation royalty. And step into a relationship with him. So beautiful. Thank you. You look gorgeous. Uh, Friends, it's Jesus' credentials that give us access to the heavenly realm. When Jeannie says, you ain't never had a friend like me, what a friend we have in Jesus. When you bring his heart and his power into the world, guess what? It is a whole new world. You now get to heal his image in other people. Friends, once again, we see that his story is the real fairy tale. Heavenly Father, thank you for helping us as we're trying to figure out life and we try on this identity and that identity and you say, bring your broken self to me. I'm going to heal you. Your true identity is doing life with me. Lord, cause us to grasp this and step into our life with you as your daughters and sons and become your princesses and princes as we follow our Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Amen.